WBNE. Howdy, Yokes. Before we get started today, we just want to let you know that this episode of Bacon and Eggs is brought to you by our brand new Super Shoutouts feature on WBNE.org. What that is, is you can go to WBNE.org and you can sign up for one of our Super Shoutouts. Just click the button in the top right corner and it'll take you to the screen for the Super Shoutouts and you can sign up for Super Shoutouts for any of the Bacon and Eggs shows. I think that's all of them. Or any of the WBNE shows, right? That's all of them, right? It is all of them. It will be by the yeah. time that we're done recording this because I keep forgetting to put bagels on them. Exactly. And what that means is the hosts of that show will read your message. You could write hi to a friend or if somebody really likes this show and you want them to be immortalized in the podcast, you can write like, hey, Tommy, it's Angelica. <laughs> I know. Sick you- regrets pull there, <laughs> my dude. <laughs> I like your screwdriver. (laughs) What's the dog's name? Spike is a cute dog. I like you more than Cynthia. Love, Angelica. It's kind of weird. She doesn't have the best grammar. It's unclear if she's saying she likes Tommy more than she likes Angelica. I mean, Cynthia. Or if she likes Tommy more than Cynthia does. It's very confusing. But we'll read it anyway. I will read the message. And I might even provide a little bit of commentary on it. Unless you're like, please, Ethan, read the message. Tyler's really bad at this. In which case, Ethan will read the message. But anyway, those are available at WBNE.org. Just click the button in the top right of the homepage. It'll take you right to it. And you can sign up for this show or any of the shows on WBNE. Go ahead and do that. We would love to go ahead and get started with those. I think it's going to be a ton of fun. And yeah, that's that's what this one's brought to you by. Oh, it's also brought to you by our patrons. Patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. Uh, there's a lot of great reward tiers like, 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 like the hash browns, where this week we're doing a live commentary of the pilot of How I Met Your Mother, which is going to be super, super fun. Ethan and I love that show. And we've never done this before, but I think we're going to call it pilot season or something like that. If you have a creative name for our pilot commentary show help me out i need it but it's gonna be inside the hash browns so like pie browns hash pie no not hash pie that's not it uh i don't know we'll figure it out uh but yeah until next week when you and i are hanging out in this little pre-show moment be safe be healthy i love you Howdy, Yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Hill. Today, we're saving the world. Or maybe we're just bringing a rock back home. So find your magic fish hook. And consider the coconuts. The what? Because today, we're bringing you Moana. Ethan, I love this movie. Tell, tell, I really me, do. tell the people what you told me as soon as you hopped on the Skype call. I, di- I did that for you, though. It's not real. I told you once we got on the Skype call, this is my favorite movie. But I did that so you'd laugh. But I don't want to cheapen how much I loved Onward. So I'm not going to say this is my favorite movie because I really did love Onward so much. <laughs> did I say that last week also? What did we review last week? This uh, knives out. You did not say it about knives out. No, I didn't say it about knives out. I was a little cold on knives out at the start. Yeah, you guys, I'm still offended. I'm not. I'm, I listen. It was. Do you remember when you first showed me Baby Driver and I was like. I don't know. I think it's the same thing with Knives Out. I think on a rewatch, I'm going to like it even more. Sometimes I wake a, up in the middle of the night and go, I should watch Baby Driver. I, I do the same Just thing. Just like at 3 yeah, o'clock I'm, in the morning. I'm ready to go. So do you know what it's called when you watch a movie for a second time? A rewatch. A rewatch. Do you know what it's the third time? A, tr- a three watch. 
A three watch. A three watch. That's better yeah. than any pun I could have come up with on the spot. Yeah, you're welcome. I gave that one to you. Um, three watch. Really quick, let me let me run through. <laughs> Directed by Ron Clements. Uh, it came out November 23rd, 2016, which is weird for this Hawaii summer movie. Also, it was not 111 days ago. Uh, it was sorry. not 111 oh, days ago. Uh, well, you're figuring that out. It was on an estimated $150 million budget. Hey, Siri, how many days ago budget, was November 23rd, 2016? And it made $690 million worldwide, which is pretty good. It did pretty well. Uh, it came out 1,217 days ago, uh, and it got a 96% critic rating and an 89% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and a solid, rock-solid 81, 81 on, on Metacritic. Metacritic. Metacritic is brutal. Yeah, it'll be like 97% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes, 96% audience rating, 43 on Rotten Metacritic. <laughs> on Metacritic. Which means that no. everybody in the world gave it a 6, <laughs> except for 8 people. Yes. But I, I'm not going to lie to you, Ethan. I watched Moana today, and you know what I, I was thinking about the whole time? What? Are you familiar with the role-playing game uh, Monsters of the Week, or Monster of the Week? I am. So Moana it has a little bit of setup, but then once she like meets, well, there's like a... It starts a little bit before this, but once she meets Maui to the end, it is just like a four week campaign of Monsters of the Week where there's two player characters and they're both chosen ones. Uh, I would say that Maui is a divine. Yeah, I mean, you know the characters a lot better than I do because I've never played the game. I have. But, but, <laughs> but do you see what I'm saying? But though, where it's like Maui gets the fish hook, but then he can't use it because he hasn't like, I don't I, like the whole thing. It like fits so well for me. I was like, oh, I know exactly what this is. And there's like certain aspects of, oh, I mean, yeah, of Bond it is. they need to, they need to find the weakness of everything that they fight. It's not just, like, you're just not going to go into the fight and win with brute force. They have to like discover, oh, Tamatoa, you have to distract him by getting him to sing about himself. And then you need to distract him with shiny stuff. Or, otherwise you will not defeat him. Yeah, th this was Disney responding to the wake of... And it's wild that it literally came out in the same year as Zootopia, because this is just a buddy cop movie, like even more so than Zootopia. I think Zootopia is pretty buddy cop. Even. Yeah, but I mean, this is the same deal as it's like, you know, you've One got One of them the, is a bunny cop. Yeah, she's a bunny cop. I said buddy, B-U-D-D-Y. Yeah, yeah, you're two letters away. Those two letters are important. It's, it's the D. <laughs> like this was, this is literally... Uh, what are you? What are you? What are you gigging about? I'm nothing. What are you giggling about? I'm not. Okay. <sighs> Go on. Go on. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I have lost the entire train of thought that I had. You said Moana was a buddy cop movie. Because it is. It's. 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 They're not cops. I mean, they kind of are. They're not like busting down Tefiti's door, being like. Hey, you broke the law. Find the dealer, get the supplier. Infiltrate the dealer, find the supplier. This, this just doesn't happen here. You know what it made me think about because I've been reading a lot of Lord of the Rings lately is there was these two towers of Minas Tirith and Minas Morgul, but it wasn't like that at all because in this story, the two towers were the same thing. Yeah, the tower is the same, which, which <laughs> was never a twist. No, I, I, I couldn't yeah, believe like, that Maui didn't just like explain that. Like this is one of those things where it's like, oh, it's, I mean, it's Disney. You know, we, we love to say they're not kids movies but like they are movies that are at some level designed to appeal to kids and that was definitely a twist for like chi children right yeah, five-year-olds being like what they're the same thing <laughs> no way <laughs> yeah i really felt like it, the film wouldn't have lost anything if maui left and he was like yeah when i stole the heart of tafiti she turned into a giant lava yeah, monster turned into a lava monster like that's and totally that was, understandable right and i was you like stole oh, her okay, rock. Yeah, yeah right you stole you stole life from the volcano, so now it's a it's a lava monster. I, I'm with you. I'm I'm tracking this, especially since they give credence to so many other pieces of like like Maui is literally like the god that formed the world. I but he's a demigod. I I'm I'm unsure 
what Maui, like the extent of Maui's power is because he wouldn't get the tattoo if he didn't do the thing, right? Right. He pulled the sun closer to the earth. Like, so obviously the earth and the sun were already there, but like he made it habitable. Right. He, pulled, he pulled land the out of the ocean. From the he, sea. he pulled the sun closer to the earth. He made coconuts. Yeah. So I have a question about that. So he made the, consider the coconuts. First, before you ask your, ask your question, I have a professional negative review here. Oh yeah. I forgot we do that. I wrote it in show. positive though, which is not where I write my stuff. Oops. I don't, I don't write anything. I mean, you have in the past that's why there was a thing there that said positive and negative uh but i have a a review from matthew lacona of the san diego reader and he says this is disney's way of having a formulaic cake and eating it too quote we know what we're doing here and we know that you know it too so please stop fretting and enjoy while the pieces fall into place end quote can i explain something to you ethan maybe you know this but i think enough enough people out there don't know this do you know why you can't have your cake and eat it too? Uh, because once you eat it, it's gone. You you no longer have your cake. Right. Like you you'd have to make two cakes. But then you'd only you'd have your two cakes and eat one of them. Correct. And then you'd have one cakes. But then but then like you I could you know you get the satisfaction because you're like oh man I ate a cake but I have a cake. Right. But you can't have. You ever ordered your cake two pizzas? Eat- you ever ordered two pizzas and just like thrown one in the fridge? Yeah. Because I've done that. Not since you and I lived together. But yeah, I've done oh, that. Oh, I've done that like not that long ago. Oh, I have not. I have. Where I'll get like a medium pizza and then I'll split it with somebody and then I'll throw another medium pizza in the fridge. I'll tell you, we don't order a lot of pizza, but when, when Emily and I have a night on the town, so to speak, a night uh, out of, uh, is Bacantes the right word? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just flat out no. <laughs> What's the word for wine that, that would be related to Bacantes? Wine. Wine. Mm, no. There's like a fun Greek version. Uh, but you have we a have bacchanal? Few, I don't know. A bac- bacchanal. See, bacantes. I, I was yes, there. Yes, it's, it's a derivative of the, the Greek or Roman god Bacchus. Yeah, see? Okay, but maybe like, this is... Okay, but it's not the creepy, like, nasty version of this. When we have a few too many dr- bl- glasses of wine, Ethan, that's what I'm trying to say here. Cut loose. We, yeah, we cut loose. When we have our... Uh, adult appropriate more than responsible but less than truly irresponsible amount of wine uh you know this it is it is a normal occurrence for an abundance of pizza to arrive yeah <laughs> like a lot of pizza i'm aware i've, I've met you i've been around you <laughs> it's a, i've it been around not more, me more so i've been this. around emily i'm thinking of the yeah. christmas party that we had when i'm outside uh absolutely of age by the way 21 years old over 21 i think i was 22 at this point or it's about uh-huh. to be 22. Outside, just absolutely, it's the middle of the winter. It's December. It's Christmas party. It's I'm hammered wearing outside. Wearing shorts. You, you've had here. I was not wearing shorts at this point. Wearing shorts, a t-shirt, a long sleeve Vineyard Vines tee. Anyway. I was there, Ethan. <laughs> anyway, uh, your then barely girlfriend and future wife comes out and goes, I'm ordering two big boy pizzas from Chinello's. <laughs> no problem. What do you want? <laughs> And I was like, I don't know. And then 20 minutes later, these two enormous pizzas show up. And that they're gone they're in gone seconds. seconds. Yeah. But she I've was just like, I'm just ordering eat. giant pizzas. And I was like, cool. Cool. Leo. It was a good time. It's a good time. I love a good old American Christmas party. You know, we still host that Christmas party to this day. It's still a good, good time. It's still a good, good. It's evolved a little bit. There's now a hot chocolate bar. But you know, here's oh. the thing. It's evolved, but never once have I felt good the next morning. <laughs> I, I didn't say it's more refined. I didn't say that it was uh, a reasonable affair. I said that it evolved. Could have evolved for the worse. I think in this case, it's mostly evolved for the better. I would agree. Yeah. Mm. Do you have a positive review for Moana? I do. Charlotte O'Sullivan of the London Evening Standard writes. London. This is to- London. 
2016, she probably waited a month because this was December 4th. Uh, she said, in the next election, can I just vote Disney? No. I, I don't think that's going to get you the result that you want. It's, it's certainly, certainly it is against the rules of United Kingdom parliamentary elections to vote for a United States corporation. <laughs> <laughs> certainly there's a law preventing that i don't know that charlotte o'sullivan necessarily lives in london uh but she does write for the london evening standard although i feel like maybe this review why didn't, if she was american would so she well. write for a united kingdom newspaper because they were hiring i don't know Ethan. that seems like such a big leap no i mean if you're like the if you're like the film writer, I mean, this person doesn't even have a prof pick on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. So who knows when it comes down to it? So but... she's probably not a famous film critic living in America, but writing in England. She's she probably Charlotte, who has a cubicle. She's written for the London Evening Standard, The Independent in UK, Sight and Sound, and Time Out. And I think Time Out is a British. All of those are UK. I don't know what Sight and Sound is. I've never heard of that. So I, don't, I won't pretend I know. Well, okay. So she probably waited a month because they probably didn't get it in the United Kingdom for a month. Probably. Oh, she liked Onward also. Gave it a four out of five. I wonder if she tried to vote for it instead of Boris Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the political discourse I want to have on this show. It's okay. Um, she didn't write about voting for, for Onward instead of Boris Johnson. She wrote, Do Families Need Fathers? Scanlon delivers a love song to atypical clans, which couldn't end on a sweeter or clearer note. The London Evening Standard. I, I don't know that the note is the London Evening Standard. I think that's signing off from, like, I am the voice of Vox London Evening Standard. Welcome back to Bro Time. We are the voice of the people. <laughs> oh my gosh. What a... Oh, man. Can you believe that Why we said no that? Why did no one stop us? Hey, because if we didn't have bro time, we wouldn't have bacon and eggs. No, I mean, that's 100% true, but, like, somebody should have stopped us. We should not, <laughs> could not possibly have been allowed to do that for that long. You know, it's funny. I think I think we just walked in confident as can be, and nobody else was giving that much effort to their radio show and cared that much. And they were just oh, like, oh, these guys, probably, P. these guys probably did this in high school. They, they know what's going on. Just don't mess with them. Like, I think everybody who might have had an issue with what we were doing was like uh i'm i'm not gonna stop are you gonna stop i'm not gonna stop <laughs> they were them. like people are listening to wcnu i know right we had we had, we had a peak like 24 listeners that was a that was an exciting day so numbers that senior in college gordon phillips wishes he could have hit <laughs> does gordon phillips listen to bacon and eggs oh my gosh hi gordon phillips you're like a you play a bassoon no cello no what does he play what's the upright cello like the one you stand on a stage with and plug in gordon plays guitar oh good that's what it's called there we go the same thing that i play do you play the guitar in, yeah in, in my band who has an album coming out tomorrow oh my gosh so exciting well, it's tomorrow as this airs yeah drop the that's you don't have to play it off like i think it's tomorrow ethan i knew what you meant well i just want to make sure you know i i pre-ordered does you, that count yes did they did you get my special instructions <laughs> uh michael did <laughs> I don't know what they were. <laughs> They're a lot nicer than my Survivor's Guilt pre-order. <laughs> That's been a minute. <laughs> but I'm going to be really upset if he doesn't deliver on these. <laughs> what was your special instruction? To tell Ethan he's beautiful. Okay. That's much nicer. Does Michael listen to Bacon and Eggs? Yes. Hey, Michael. Yes, he it's does. It's me, 
Jaboy Tyler. I understand you're the lead singer of that band I really, really like. Drop the Girl. New album out I just, tomorrow. New album out tomorrow. Hashtag, what is it called? Pink Lemonade? No. The Happy rest again. of the album. Happy Again. Uh, I understand you are the lead singer of my favorite band, Happy Again, with a new album, Drop the Girl, tomorrow. Yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> uh, I just want to say thank you for the, the tunes that you're putting out into the world. I'm really enjoying these six plus and slash or minus tracks that have just been released into the ether tomorrow. I am also excited. It's a big week for me. Released the Dungeons and Dragons podcast yesterday. Got an album coming out on Friday. And another Dungeons and Dragons episode coming out on Monday. Yeah, but that's not like a launch episode. Do you have another do you have another album coming out next Friday? I don't. Wow. You I know, can, people I can ask probably us how to like succeed, record, record some acoustic covers in my bedroom. <laughs> the way you said acoustic. It just it was perfect. Acoustic. Acoustic covers in my bedroom, bro. I'm gonna take my horse to that old town road. I'm gonna Ride till I can't no more. I did do that once. I know, it's on the vlog. You could also do the, you could do the Renegade, but as an acoustic cover. I don't even know what song that is. I think it's called Renegades, but it's, I don't know. I just know it's on TikTok. Yeah, I don't do that thing. Oh, I do. I've noticed. It's all you and Mary Clay do is spam stupid TikTok videos back and forth. Do you watch them? Do you at least watch them? Like, no, not really. Oh, why? Because it takes me to like a web page. <laughs> just download the app. No. Why? Why would I? Because then you can watch the videos we send you. We want you to giggle at. They're very rarely funny. <laughs> How do you know? You've never watched them. The ones I do watch are not that funny. I said you one today you laughed at. You did. Yes, that one was funny. <laughs> I thought, I think they're they're not all funny for sure. Actually, if you listen to Bagels, you know that I am very, very bored of TikTok. It's it's like, it's all referential humor. So like, I don't get the references. No, but it, you, I mean, you sit on the app for like 20 seconds and you're like, oh, I get all the jokes Oh, now. I'm sure then... I do. But like, <laughs> I just don't care about the dances. Everybody's like, oh, doing the dance. That's where oh, flossing yeah, no, came I, from. Don't care. That's not where flossing came from. Flossing came from Backpack Kid on YouTube or Vine or something. Whatever. I don't know. I'm not a youth. I'm not a youth either. I learn this more every day. I noticed that millennials are starting to become boomers in that they're just blaming Gen Z for stuff and then being like, boomers, stop blaming us. It's like, whoa. I mean, Gen X is rapidly turning into boomers for sure. Oh, 100%. 100%. But so are millennials, right? We're pointing the blame at the younger generation. And I think we all just need to band together and be nice to people at every age. And I mean, you say, you say more boomery ages. things than any Democrat I know. I, I, uh, no. Well, you come out with some hot takes sometimes where I'm like, this is something your dad would say. My dad is not, uh... Well, he's a boomer, but um, I definitely don't want to get into politics on this podcast. That's for sure. I want to talk about Moana. Um, yeah, we've done none of that. Yeah, so I want to talk about Moana of Matanui. I love the in I love the beginning of this movie. I love the whole first act where the dad is trying to like convey to Moana the importance of you need to be chief, and he like really sells her on it. Like by the end of his little like conversation, he's like, "You need to be chief," and she's like, "You know what? You've convinced me. I need and, to and be chief." <laughs> And there's like no questions for her. He, he, there was never like, oh, I didn't have a son. I got to keep trying. He's like, I had Moana. This is my chief. Oh, oh yeah. No, I love that. That's not even like a conversation. Like yep. my father and his father and his father and obviously my daughter. Yeah. And then he just gives her power at like whatever age she is. And it's just like, these things are yours to take care of now. Here you go. And she takes to it. She's She does a decent job. So I love that she does that. I also like, I see one thing I love about this as opposed to a lot of these stories is that like, I really see the dad's motivation beyond just like, oh, his friend died in the 
the, the, the reef. And that's why he doesn't like the reef. I really see his like, he cares about the people. He has like a, a storied past with the water and his like primary goal, like generations have been like, yeah, we, we live on the island. And like his daughter's like the first person, maybe not in a long time, because it sounds like his mother did and him himself did. But to that's like really what, question no, it. That's what makes them uh, leaders. Um, what do you mean? They're the people that question the authority of the water, even though he, he goes back on it because he did a bad thing happened to him. Like that's what makes them the leaders. Clearly. Right. It's like nobody else you, questions it. They do. Do you think the water chose every chief of that island and then like they have this obviously terrible experience and it just goes down a generation? Yeah, almost certainly. Because Moana does give it up and like even the grandma shows up as a spirit and is like, if you want to give it up, you can give it up. It'll choose somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Uh, and I, I do love the fact that they... The dad doesn't have to be wrong for her to be right. Yes. Like, it doesn't ever come to the point where... Th- there's no moment in that where it's like, Screw you, dad! I'm gonna go anyway! And she's like, oh, I totally get it, but, like, I feel like I have to go. And he's kind of like, okay. Yeah, he. I mean, he tries to stop her for as long as he can, but it doesn't, doesn't seem like abusive or anything. It's just like, I need to convey to you that you were, like, the, the birthright king of this island. Right. And it's like, he, you know, when she goes to him and talks to him about it, they have an open and honest conversation. Yeah. You Kate's know literally in the other room watching Moana right now. <laughs> what a good movie. What a, what a great idea. I can think of no better film to watch <laughs> right now. Right now in there. I did there singing the Where You Are song. The one we're literally <laughs> talking about. I thought my brain, I thought I was having a stroke for a minute because I stopped talking and it was just like, whatever you need is where you are. And I was like, now she's laughing. I can hear her laughing. That's some good laughter. I appreciate that. Excellent news. Uh, but no, that's the, and that's the thing is like, there's so many of these like where it's the fight between the, the father and the daughter you know, especially with these princess movies. Right. Um, and I think that the new Aladdin did a good job of like giving Jasmine a voice, but like Moana never, well, she didn't never need a voice. She always had a voice. There was never that moment of like, oh wow, I really hate the dad. Right. I, I, at no point in the movie do you think that you hate the father. You just think that Moana's got her own journey and um, and that's, I, I think it, it, it's really played well. She's the chosen one, you know? She is indeed the chosen one. She, the Tefiti chose her. Yes. Uh, which, the other thing... which also like, I get that Tefiti's a lava monster and maybe Tefiti didn't choose her. I guess the ocean chose her. The ocean chooses her. Yeah. yeah. Cause that was, that was hard for me the first time. Cause I was like, why wouldn't, she's clearly the chosen one. Like why would Tefiti not just be like, oh, it's Moana. Saw dude. <laughs> Saw. Like you uh, see that, 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 that's sort of my thing is like, there had to be a fight at the end of this movie because like it's a Disney movie. There has to be a battle. Yeah, I don't so, think, I, I don't have an issue with the battle. I don't. I don't either, but like I could definitely, there's part of me that's like, they're obviously bringing the thing just let him bring the thing back like yeah. I, to me the twist is kind of forced there i i do think so like i love this movie wholeheartedly i don't think it's without issue no uh goodness gracious it's so good i've got it playing next to me now they did they that did that such such a good job with the characters yes more characters so than have... like moana i think is the she's the disney princess with the exception of possibly anna and elsa she's definitely the, the disney princess that feels the most like a complete rounded off person yes well i don't i mean i can't speak to like the early stage ones i really i can't tell you i've seen those movies in you know 20 years but no it seems like they really did instead of just writing the script it seems like they really did like a moana like a character study like they threw situations at the moana engine and which is like how would this respond you know how would moana respond to this scenario this scenario this scenario to sort of build this character yeah like you feel like you 
could program a Moana AI that would like respond as Moana. But she does develop. Like who she is at the beginning is not who she is at the end. No, right? She has not. to learn yeah. that it's her journey and not Maui's journey. Um, she just needs like Maui's assistance. Um, and Maui needs to like learn for himself. And that's what I love about like what the water and what Tafiti do to Maui and Moana is like they put them through this journey. One thing I don't understand is Maui steals the heart of Tafiti to give to the people so that they have the power to create life. But like as far as I can tell, it doesn't do that. I mean, yeah, he says that. I know that he says that, but it does it like it's not a satisfactory explanation of of like it only works if Tafiti has the heart. You know, it's like it almost just seems like an inconsistency as opposed to like a a callback explanation. Well, you know so Tafiti I mean? is like a god, right? Right. And he's a demigod. Right. So like it makes sense that Tafiti is the only person that can use like the god particle. No, I, then that makes sense. And like Maui's the only one who can use the fish hook. Right. Well, I suppose Tafiti probably could. Yeah, I mean, theoretically. But Maui can't use the god particle. Right. It's like there's a certain level of like, you know, if you if you put it in your inventory, it's going to show up red. Like it's not going to, you, you're not the proper level for this. Right. So the movie does really easily fit into like RPG mechanics. And I think that's because RPGs are designed off of like the tropes with which people write excellent stories like oh for sure like the hero's it, tale right it works because it, it works backwards and, and you know matthew lacone is not wrong it is formulaic it's a disney movie like yeah it's not without i, I will say this uh i remember the first few times i watched this um we were talking about characters i want to get back to that there are two characters three characters i want to dive into one is the water i know that the water obviously isn't gendered but the water's a woman right yeah, 100%. Right, like, it, it, it is weird to me how clear that was to me. Well, and that's not uncommon. Like, that is that is a pretty standard, like, referring to the, to the sea as she is not uncommon. Is it not? I would think that you refer to the sea as the sea and your boat as she. It's both. Okay. Superior, it said, never gives up her dead. That's true. That's true. But that's a lake, not the sea. Eh, <laughs> there's, I mean, it's... It's a sea more than some other seas or seas. It's fresh water. Yeah. I don't know what differentiates them. I'm not going to pretend I don't I do. either, but like there are, there are seas that are completely closed, like landlocked. And like Lake Superior is, they use it for like shipping lanes. It's, it's a monstrous like beast of a water body. There's no doubt about that. It's very, very big. And there's five of them. <laughs> well, there's one Lake Superior. Yeah, but it's all one big lake. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. No, they're all different lakes. No, they're not. They're all connected. Not by like big lake parts. No, by, like, but like channels, a, right? By, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't count. It's not like five fingers off of the, the Hudson Channel, right? That's what that's called. The big the big uh, Florida inside of Canada. Hudson Bay. Hudson Bay. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? The St. Lawrence River runs into Hudson Bay or whatever it is up there. And it's what Lake Ontario feeds into is the Hudson or the St. Lawrence River. It's where all the Thousand Islands are. I don't know. It's a complicated. It's a lot of, but you can get from, you can get from like Wisconsin, you can get from the UP to like the Atlantic Ocean by boat. Through the Hudson River. No, like down the lakes and through everything. I don't know. I don't know. How Hudson River is completely different. That's that's New York City. I know, but doesn't that like cut through the state? Yeah, like the other half. I don't know. I don't know. Geography's hard. Anyway, uh, th yeah, the ocean is definitely, I mean, the sea, the water is definitely feminine. Yes, which I thought was cool. The other thing that I wanted to talk about was. It also, like, it definitely could be waiting for there to be, because I get the, the, the grandmother's not a chief, right? Like, she gave birth to a chief. She was married. She to was the married chief, to I the think. chief. So, like, yeah. I guarantee you the ocean was waiting for a woman chief. You think so? Because I, wh where do you think, in what role do you feel like the grandmother falls into? I mean, is she a chosen also? Is She's she the a, spirit guide. For the chosen one? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That that obviously tracks. She shows up like as a spirit at the end to be like, yeah. here's all the puzzle pieces and how they fit together. Yeah, 100%. But I want to talk about. But like the dad who, is not the chosen one. 
I think maybe he was. And no, then he that's had why that the friend dies. See, I think he was the chosen one and he has that experience and he still throws it away. Like he can't overcome that. But she, but the, the reef lets her out though. That's true. Like once she learns to listen to the ocean, the reef lets her out. That doesn't mean he was never going to learn that though. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's complicated. There's a there's a lot of like there's a big mythos going on here comparatively. At least, at least one we're the creating. No, I mean it's it's definitely there. Like this is more supernatural than most of these movies. Again, maybe not Frozen. I love how supernatural this is. I mean, well, Tangled is in the same boat. Like magic hair. Isn't this is right? more magic than Rapunzel's hair. Yes. And this, this doesn't is, this doesn't even feel like magic. This feels like you know integrated divine intervention. Not even that. It feels like I guess magic is like the power of nature or whatever. But like it doesn't feel like magic. Like you could. I don't feel like you could wield this magic. You know what I mean? Well, Maui does. But yeah, I know. No, it's- does he though? Maui has an article, like like an artifact. But Maui can't like, like Maui can't cast spells. He's able to cast the like gust of wind. I guess I don't know. This this, this feels is like this is next a dip- level nerd stuff. This going is a on different right kind here. of magic than than Rapunzel's hair for sure. And like the 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 magic sorcery in Rapunzel. This is not sorcery. This is no. This they're, is they're druids, like- if anything. Yeah, so I was gonna say it's more druidic. Actually, now he's a shapeshifter. He's literally a druid. He's a druid divine. I think all druids would argue that they're divine. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think of? So it could have been Pua in the boat the whole time, but it was Hey Hey instead. That used to give me like a. I used to have a real problem with that, and and now I I don't. I'm I'm team Hey Hey. It's got to be Hey Hey. You've got you've got Alan Tudyk voicing a bird. Like who voiced Pua? I don't know. Pua doesn't really make noise. He makes like Pua. I mean, <laughs> Hey Hey like screams. Hey Hey is Hey Hey is excellent comic relief. I love Hey Hey's character. I do think they lay a little bit of comic relief thick. Like there are times where it hits, and I'm like, I didn't need relief right here. I could have. I could have gone even a step deeper before we before we brought it back. No, to I Earth. get that, but also like I don't know. It's just I think his his bits are well timed. The, the hey hey bits are well timed. I, I would agree. I think I'm more referring to Maui's comic relief. I mean, that's just Maui's a trickster. That's his whole persona. He's Loki. Yeah, except like more jovial. Hawaiian Loki. Hawaiian Loki. Is he a good guy? I can't quite tell. Maui. I mean, I know he. I know he is by the end. But no, like, I'll, he's not a good or bad guy. He's he's a demigod. He like serves his who, own purposes. Who would win in a fight between Maui and Hercules? I... I don't, I don't know that much about Hercules, to tell you the truth. Not even like Disney Hercules? No. No. Not really big on the Renaissance. This is, this is a known fact about me. I didn't I grow know, up with those movies. I, I would have thought you'd seen Hercules. I saw Hercules, I think, when I was 19. For the first time? Yeah. I no didn't grow way. up with those movies. I know, but I mean, I still would have thought you'd seen Hercules. Why would that be the one? That's like, the, that's the one I don't get. That is the least popular of the movies to me. By because far. It, honestly, because it was the 90s and you were a boy and there was a cartoon about a male protagonist in the theaters. And I would have thought that. When did that come out? The 90s or maybe 2000? 97. I was four. Exactly. That would be a I great I did not DVD. see Hercules in theaters. I wonder when I'll start bringing Olivia to the movies. I wonder what her first movie will be. Frozen 3. The first movie I saw in theaters, we've been over this, was The Prince of Egypt in 1998. Exactly. Oh my gosh! The Carthaginian prince. Like, how much closer to Greece could I don't you know. get? I seen. I saw Aladdin. I saw The Lion King. Yeah, male protagonist. I, that, that was it. Why, I, those were the ones. This, those were the two. This is why Hercules would fall into that category. But I, but it's, it's like it wasn't present. Like it wasn't a thing. Right. No, I get that. I uh, we have we have similar gaps in my home. Like I didn't have older brothers. Correct. So like if my parents didn't take me to see a movie in 1997. It just didn't exist. Nobody saw it. Yeah, it didn't exist. Like I saw Aladdin probably when I was five or six and I saw Lion King probably when I was five or six. Um, I guess I've seen Beauty and the Beast. Like as a child, uh, I saw Snow White. Um, I think to this day I haven't seen Snow White. I've seen 
both Fantasias. I definitely haven't seen Fantasia. I have a strong feeling about Fantasia 2000. It's not a positive one. You know what's interesting about Fantasia to me is I, I don't know that there's a reason for this and I don't even know that it's real, but I seem to have a memory of my parents not letting us watch Fantasia because it was like scary or like offensive in some way. Oh, Fantasia, yeah. It'll creep you out if, if you're like a child, like a like a small child. It's, yeah, it's freaky. I, like, it's not... I don't know what it's about. I know it's I, Mickey fights a dragon, right? Um, I mean, it's just... It was an excuse for them to animate Mickey to some good classical music. Is that all it is? I honestly don't know what it is. Yeah, it's like an opera. Like a, like a, like a Mickey opera. Or a ballet, I guess. There's no, no dialogue. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and it's just like... It's a bunch of music that you would know. Like, I guess it is ballet. It's a bunch of nutcracker music. And like, it's worth it. You would like it. It's worth a watch. It, it definitely like runs right up your wheelhouse. Does it run up my shisha? No. But yeah, I, I just didn't. I didn't see Hercules when I was a kid. So I, I think I've seen Hercules once in when I was 18 or 19. Okay. But who would win in a fight between Maui and Entei? Entei. <laughs> How many times have you seen that movie? <laughs> Eight or nine? <laughs> probably. <laughs> that, was the, that was my favorite one. I, t- I don't think... Uh... I, we would have to do a whole series on them for me to pick a favorite. Uh, probably Detective Pikachu, but I don't think oh, that Well, that does, that's not, yeah. The, the only ones <laughs> worth watching are the first three out of the actual animated ones. Well, the first one sucked. Now, okay, so you and I were talking about this the other week. Are you aware that, like, Netflix completely remastered the first one into 3D animation? No, I was not aware okay. at all. But okay, I don't, so... I'm not wasting a week to cover it. <laughs> I understand that, but I was talking to you about it and I was like, oh, Netflix just put out that Pokemon first movie Mewtwo Strikes Back thing. And you were like, "Why well, we've already done that. Because you, you, you didn't say it was new. You were just like, Netflix has Mewtwo Strikes Back. And I was like, <laughs> neat. <laughs> it's, the, trying- it's the second worst movie on our list. <laughs> Oh, behind what? What was our worst? Venom. And that's honestly oh, yeah, being Venom, very so. generous to Venom. <laughs> no, no, sorry, not very, very harsh on Venom. Yeah, I'm sure if I, you know, what's funny about Venom is I think, I think if I revisited it and like, was just way less critical, I'd probably be like, yeah, it was all right. No, nah, I don't think you would. You don't, you don't think so? Maybe, I don't know. maybe on an, on the small screen. Oh yeah, we watched it in theaters. So like, I just recently, um got a last Sonos speaker to, to create the surround sound in my room, yep. in my living room. So I can no longer watch Venom because it'll just be the Tom Hardy voice booming to me out of one of those speakers. And you don't want that? No, I don't want the, 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 that was my whole problem with the, is the Venom voice was too over the top. My problem with it was a lot of things. Well, yeah, but that was one of my chief works. problems. It's like, <laughs> I, can, I think you could watch Venom again, but like I would have to unplug part of my sound system to like watch it at a palatable clip. Venom. That movie sucked. It did suck. It big sucked. Who would win in a fight between Maui and Venom? Venom. You no. think? Uh, well. Absolutely not. You think Maui would win? Against Venom? Yeah, 100%. Okay. All right. Maui and Thanos? Oh, Thanos would win. <laughs> you th- Thanos would be like, Captain yeah. Marvel. Yeah, you think so Maui would lose to Captain Marvel? Yeah. I don't think they would fight. I think they would work it out. But <laughs> diplomacy. Now, Captain Marvel, she can come in guns blazing. I, I would believe that they'd fight. I think they would work it out. I think that, that he would be like, whoa, what is this? <laughs> She'd be like, Mal, you're in violation of some sort of galactic treaty. You were terraforming without permission. There we go. I've got a real book on my hands right now. <laughs> Go to fanfiction.com slash... Actually, you know what? I don't want to do that. I Don't look up Maui X Captain Marvel on, on fanfiction.net. <laughs> there's no way that goes well. Uh, there's no way that results in the kind of battle we're looking for. Nope. Qu- question, Ethan. Uh, how many songs from your band's new album feature the drums uh from moana oh tragically few of them <laughs> the 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 big it's like two <laughs> yeah it's like a, it's like a circle. trapezoids the, the the donut drums no the ones the ones on the boat where it's like two logs and then like space in between them no it's like a complete circle isn't it uh-uh it's like a donut i thought no I they don't definitely think so. have donut drums that are like 
it, it's like like a circle with a smaller circle in the middle. No, not the ones that she like when they say go in the room and bang the drum, that kind of drum. Yeah, no, none of those. Okay. Well, also, those are just not like the, the noises they the foley they did for that the music. That's not what those look like. Sound no like, way. No. No, I have a feeling what that would sound like would be like clink clink clink. <laughs> yeah, there's no way it'd be like thump, like galactic thump. Oh man, when they start re- singing in in Hawaiian or whatever that language is that they're singing, I am woefully underread on one of our fifty states. Some sort of Polynesian uh, language. Yeah, I wouldn't have even known to say Polynesian to be honest with you. Do you think Moana's an Aries? Hey Siri, what? are the traits of an Aries. According to L.com, Aries is a take charge leader, but needs a strong second mate. So yeah, 100%. Wow. <laughs> Out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, Moana's an Aries. Hold on. Do you think she's a Sagittarius? Ask Siri. <sighs> Siri, what are the traits of a Sagittarius? I found this on the web. Oh, that was not. That wasn't the same effect. No. <laughs> Even Siri's like, I can't be bothered to pay attention to all of these. There's only Aries memes anyway. It is. It's Aries season, right? Is it? I have no idea. In like, it... Yeah, I think like two days ago it turned to Aries season. Oh, does that mean it's Mary Clay's birthday? Uh, let's see. Aries is the 20th, the March 20th to April 19th. Look at that. Boom. Mo- Moana and Mary Clay. Moana Clay. I bet Mary Clay hates this movie. I, be- <laughs> I bet she has not seen it. Uh, All right, let me let me go in here. Where are you going? The, the chat. Oh, the chat. You if you don't know who Mary Clay is, she's the host of uh, That's What I'm Talking About, which is our Lord of the Rings podcast. And I'm rapidly catching up. I wouldn't say rapidly, but I'm at a reasonable pace catching up to her. You should so go on the show can, soon. Well, I need to get to where she is, and I have to finish the first book to do that. And then finish most of the second book also. I listened to half a book today. Half of Lord of the Rings? No, to the, uh, the new Welcome to Night Vale book. Oh, is it good? It is good. It tells the entire story uh, from the 1700s onward of the faceless old woman who secretly lives in your home. It's called The Faceless Old Woman That Secretly Lives in Your Home. I like that. It's very interesting and has a lot to do with boats and ships and stuff. It's it's quite well written. Turns out those dudes can write. Just Fink? Yeah, he's a... Both of them, Joseph Fink and Jeffrey Craner. They're they're a heck of writers. Is the series is Welcome to Nightville the series done? Like the podcast? Yeah. No. See, I need it to finish because I I can't catch up and I'm so, so, so far behind that I need to start over entirely. They and... put one out every other week. There are twenty four per year. Not even. There are twenty per year. How do you know there's twenty per year? Because they take a month off twice a year. There's between 20 and 21 per year. I think you can catch up. Probably. I could probably catch up, but I haven't yet. And I have a lot of podcasts to catch up on. And I'm not, I'm not, I've decided, Ethan, I'm not putting things on my watch list anymore. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna like tackle the things I want to enjoy because every single time I put something on my watch list, here's what happens is I'm like, okay, I'm gonna watch that thing. But then while I'm watching that thing, I'm thinking about how I really should probably read Lord of the Rings for my friend Mary Clay who's doing a podcast about it. And then I'm like, well, I have other friends who do like a Broadway show and Maybe I should listen to a Broadway thing. So that'd be kind of cool. And so I'm watching the original thing, but I'm feeling stressed about the other two things. And then I give up on all of it and watch TikTok. And I, I'm i tired of this cycle. So instead, I'm just going to pick one thing. And right now, it was by coincidence that I watched the movie Lord of the Rings. And then I was like, okay, cool. I really am interested in this now. So I'm going to read it because this was way easier to grasp than I thought it was going to I be. I straight up cannot relate to what you're talking about right now at all. How so? I just watch the things I want to watch and do consume the things I want to consume and don't apologize for them. I have such a hard time with that. I feel like I'm letting people down. I feel like I'm letting myself down more than anything. Myself is the only person that I feel the need to like. That, that's not my thing. Is like I, I have so many friends that make so many great podcasts and I just don't listen all of them because like i have plenty of friends that don't listen to my podcast oh yeah no and I, that's okay. I definitely don't i don't expect everybody to listen to every episode of the show and i've gotten to the point with bacon and eggs where when 
you know, I used to like really sell it when I would talk to people, but now I've gotten to the point where people are like, oh, you do a podcast? I'm like, yep, it's called Bacon and Eggs. It's about movies. You'll probably like it. If you don't, not a big deal. Start at any episode. Yep, basically. And <laughs> people, seen... people, uh, I wouldn't say people get offended at me, but people have definitely in the past been like, well, you don't consume my thing. I'm like, I'm sorry. I just, it's not what I have time for right now. It's yeah, not what it, I need. It's definitely a time thing. I think it's also because of like the state of the world we're in right now where we yeah. have so much free time. No, there's definitely yes, a, like, there's definitely a threshold where it's like, oh, hey, I made a YouTube video. I'm like, okay, I'll go watch that. How often do you make them before I commit to anything? And if people are like, oh, I, you know, I put five songs out or I wrote a song or whatever, I'll go listen to that. It's no problem. But if it's like, I have 85 episodes of a podcast that I'm like, I may or may not get to that, bud. Right. You might be hitting me. That's what one of the things I love about Bacon and Eggs is there is no chronology to it whatsoever. Like there is the ending where we rank the movies on a ridiculous, ridiculous platform. Oh, see, I can't do that, though. I'm a, I'm a completionist with podcasts. Oh, I can't be. I try to be. I really do. Like, I'm, if I don't, if I'm not willing to get invested in it, I'm not going to pick it up. I can't imagine listening to every episode of like 99 PI or Mabim Bam. I've or listened even, to, I've listened to every, all but five episodes of Mabim Bam. I cannot imagine. Every single one of them. <laughs> Except for, well, some of the live shows. I skipped most of the live shows. Um, just for like recording quality reasons. I, yeah, I can't imagine doing that. I've listened to every episode of Balance. I've listened to Taz twice. Like everything on the Adventure Zone? Yeah. Like even Dust and stuff like that? Yes. Weird. I think I've listened I, to Amnesty three times. I'm on my repeat of uh, Balance. I, I still haven't really gotten into Amnesty the way that I wanted to. Oh, I love Amnesty. There's a Cryptonomica really like... poster in this room somewhere. Oh, that's cool. Well, there's a Saturday Night Dead poster. Yeah, so I listened, to, and that's the thing with Taz is that like, I've listened to the first four episodes of Graduation probably seven times now because i keep really because it's going week every other week at this point and there have been times where it's like oh like when they first started they were like we're gonna put one out and then we'll skip a week to do a live show and then we'll put the second episode out and then we'll skip another week so like it took them two and a half months to put three episodes out right so by the time i got to the new episode i was like i don't remember a single thing that happened in this and so i went and listened to it again to catch up it's so interesting to me that you'll re-listen to these super long podcasts but you don't see much value in re-watching movies <laughs> yeah i re- i rewatch movies that i i don't see the point in endlessly rewatching movies tyler that is what i've, I've said i don't see the value in rewatching the same movies over and like oh i've, I've done watching jurassic park let me go back to uh you know jaws and then i'm gonna watch Jurassic Park again and then Jaws again. I get that. 100% I get that. Now, how do you feel about, and I'm going to bring up Lord of the Rings again because I just watched the... But also, watching movies and watching and listening to podcasts are completely different endeavors for me. I would think, I would agree that they are for me. Like, I can't still... watch, I can't watch a movie while I'm driving or while yeah. I'm in the shower or while I'm playing video games or while I'm editing photos or out taking photos or doing anything else other than sitting in front of a TV and watching a movie. Yeah, it's a very dedicated medium. Yeah, like, so you, like... It's it's you and the... And before before I got super into podcasts, I used to listen to audiobooks. I cleared the whole Harry Potter series in like six days one time. You ever do that and just be like, oh, I can't do this anymore? Yeah, 100%. Every time I listen <laughs> to Harry Potter, I'm like, by the end time it gets to the end of seven, I'm like, Tom, just kill him, dude. Just kill this kid. <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely vibe with that. But also, like, I like the Adventure Zone more than... I like the story of the Adventure Zone more than I like most movies. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I've... I've uh, there's so much... One thing I've noticed with that is there's so much growing pain, and we should be talking about Moana at some point, but there's so much growing pain with the characters of, like, getting into... Not so much with Amnesty, of course, they're they're very good at it by then, but with balance of them, like, establishing how to get into character and who their characters are and stuff, by the end of it, they've got it down, and they've got, like, great character histories that are fleshed out and are interesting, but yeah, I think... People no. frustrate me with Taz because they're like, oh, I didn't like the first episode, I'm like... Just 
listen to the second one, please. Like, I, I'm just begging you. Like, just give it a couple. It took me a few tries. It did not take me a few tries, but I was also, like, deep into Mabim Bam at that point. Yeah, I think you get to a point where it's like, I'll listen to these guys talk about anything. Well, no, it was like, literally, my, my thing with Taz is I was like, I've had enough Mabim Bam, but I'm not tired of these people. I want a different format, which is what I'm hoping people feel about Late to the Party, is that, like, we'll get a bunch of Bacon next people, even years down the line, they're like, I want to listen to Ethan talk about something else, because that's I'm how sure I came to Taz. I'm sure that is where plenty of people will come from. Here's hoping. And vice versa. I'm very excited to have that project out. It has been a very weird thing to hold on to for so long. I'm excited for more episodes. As a producer, I've still only heard the first because I, you know, you guys, you will do no wrong, I'm sure. Uh, And I want to hear the rest. I should be able to have you one tomorrow. No, I want to have to wait with everybody else. Oh, well then don't listen because I'm probably going to send it to the group chat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, bully for me. I feel like it must be a much more involved project to like produce and edit and everything than this show. I listen, I have to listen to it at one time speed to start with to edit it oh i'm sure and that's new (laughs) yeah i've been doing that with bagels but almost as more of like a i can do this completely in the background kind of thing yeah because like i just had that conversation and i know emily and i didn't say anything that's like super offensive not that you and i ever do that but you know what i'm saying no yeah i can edit bacon and eggs as a reflexive activity like right it's like oh oh wait a minute there's a there's a cough there's a i could probably i could probably edit bacon and eggs without sound just at, looking for like at this point yeah like i know what especially if it was an episode where i knew that we like there was no profanity in it there is profanity in this episode there is profanity in this episode. that's fine um but if i knew it was one like that and even to some extent it's like i when i go through it and i'll look at a whole page of wavelengths or waveforms and i knew that we just said a swear like i can go pick the swear out without playing it back oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i know exactly what you're talking about no, I mean, like, I, I can be like, this is the waveform that contains the S word. <laughs> sure. It's the same, like, and it's, you know, the podcast I've been doing for your brothers is like, I know exactly what Jonathan's coughs look like at this point. Do you know what my burps look like? I burp a lot. Because Jay does too. Yeah, he does. Um, <laughs> We're gassy individuals, Ethan. Yes. And you know what? We get it from our Less mother. Less so because you don't burp very loudly. So it just usually comes up as like a little tiny blip. Sometimes it doesn't even register. And I'm like, where is that? I'm looking at the wave. Like, I'm like, where did that? I heard it, but it's not there. <laughs> I do miss some of that stuff at, at quicker speeds. The other thing with bagels compared to bacon and eggs and compared to late to the party is that it's it's very much like I, I'm a lot more okay with like table sounds and AC units and things like that. Like I'm just not as interested in the cleanest right rush limbaugh audio and sometimes there are there are single minutes of late to the party that will take me 10 15 minutes to do one minute right. because i'm like okay i need x sound effect epidemic sound and i look through 500 spell casting sounds right and the thing i love about epidemic sound is they'll just all play through yeah so it'll be like and whoosh, 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 whoosh. And like oh that one like that one <laughs> that's the one you want <laughs> yeah i want my spell cast to do the 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 thing that the noise Maui makes in this movie. What noise does Maui make? Like, <laughs> I bet you can find that sound somewhere. Oh, certainly. YouTube.com slash Moana. Anyway, Moana. Here's the thing. Okay, so here's the thing I don't love about these freaking Disney musicals is they refuse to put songs in the third act. <laughs> I know, drives me crazy. Frozen 2, it's like the last song. On, you listen to the soundtrack, the last song in the soundtrack is the next right thing. No, it's not. Yes, it is. That's Elsa the last song in the song movie. I thought Elsa had a song after that. No, there is no song after that. The next song on the soundtrack is Into the Unknown, Panic in the Disco version. <laughs> you know, it's a pretty good version. I know you were pretty cold on it at first, but I'm sure you've come around. I mean, it's it's okay. It's probably my second favorite Panic at the Disco covers a song from a musical. <laughs> Behind the Greatest 
Showman? Yeah. Which I maintain is the wildest song ever written about experiencing the circus. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. Like, it's just not. It's a circus. I feel like there's a certain kind of like, showman. I cannot show. feel it in my bones, and my sweat is not soaking through the floor. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's the maybe he's talking to the, the to the team making the circus. I'm sure like. that he is, but like it is a if if you look at it from the perspective of the way the movie paints it, it is a wild song about like watching the circus. Huh. And no, I don't want to go to where the runaways are running the night. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> I want to go to like Chuck E. Cheese. Although this, that sounds like the place I have where the this runaways. With a lot of lines and musicals. If everybody cuts foot loose, the streets will be littered with Sunday shoes. This will be a problem. Kick up Sunday. There'll be Sunday shoes everywhere. It'll be untenable. But yeah, so Disney refuses to put songs in the third acts of these musicals, and I don't understand why. Yeah, I, I, it very much frustrates me. I guess it's because they released the soundtracks like before the movie comes out. It's got to be it. They do have a song that Lin Manuel sings, like right at the end. The closer of this movie is a uh, Lin Manuel. It is. I think that's him singing. It sounds like him. Though we know with the way thing. Yeah, the reprise. The, we know the way in English. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's so much Hamilton in this. Oh, I love it. It's because it's Lin. And Christopher Jackson. But like with the exception of the uh the freaking the song the grandmother comes back and sings, the, like the shiny is the last song in the movie. Yes. Jermaine Clement as Tomatoa the Crab, underrated Wild. villain performance. My goodness. James Woods was giving him a run for his money. You wouldn't get that reference, Mr. I hate Hercules. I didn't say I hate it, I just haven't seen it. Exactly. Like it is not a relevant thing in my life. Oh man. You want to talk about a good voice acted villain. Yeah, Jermaine Clement in this, just for no reason. Tomatoa has no purpose. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's a week one. What are your powers? How do you find the weakness? I mean, for sure. He, but he is just like, he is a, he's the, he's the thing they put in the way to make it so that Harry has to fight Voldemort in June. Like, yes, (laughs) he's fluffy. He has no purpose other than to sing that song and be a crab. A very easy to defeat crab. Well, it would be really tough hmm. if they didn't know his weakness. Correct. And if they didn't work together. Correct. That was a great comedic relief moment, though, when now he jumps in the hole and it's just like, it, it waits a good beat and then you hear him go, I'm still falling! Sploosh. You can use good, that sploosh noise in Late to the Party Good as well. timing in this movie. Did you giggle a lot? Did you like laugh out loud? Yeah, there, even to this day, there's still moments where it's like... <laughs> good one hold on do you prefer jermaine clement or the kakamora because i always forget that they exist and this was something where i watched the movie in theaters and i was like i'm buying these the kakamora i I was like i was sitting like my so i was watching moana earlier without my phone Mm -hmm. because it was in the other room charging Mm -hmm. and i was like man i would tweet a right now if i because i'm not gonna remember to when I get my phone, I didn't remember to. I was like, I'm going to find a, a, a GIF from Mad Max Fury Road to use as a no-context spoiler for Moana. <laughs> With the Kakamora. There's such a weird thing to include. I mean, mini boss. What's their weakness? Nothing. That they're, they're, they're coconuts. That's what it is. Their <laughs> they're weakness coconuts. Is, is bludgeoning. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> they didn't consider them, to tell you the truth. No. Moana really did didn't. not consider the coconuts, and then uh, the, the coconuts considered back. <laughs> yeah, they, they were like, oh, is that the heart of Tafiti? Yeah, she had to learn a lesson to not scream that she has the heart of Tafiti in the middle of the ocean. It's not about what their weakness is. It's about teaching him a lesson, teaching them a lesson. I love how, like, the ocean doesn't interfere in this fight. And it could, right? It could just right. very easily just be like, okay, you, this isn't happening. I've pushed them away. I've pushed you away. And you're set. That's the whole thing. So to me, anytime the ocean doesn't interfere, it's because, like, specifically it's trying to teach Yes. Moana and Maui a lesson. Which the lesson there was that they need to work together. Yes. That Moana is just as capable. It's such a great Moana is, is everything Maui isn't. Yeah. Moana is mortal. Moana is woman. Moana is bad at sailing. 
I am Moana. Moana, Moana is specifically not a shapeshifter. She can sing. Now he can sing. Eh. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I see what's, what's happening. Here. Here. You're face to you're face, face with, to greatness, face with and greatness, greatness and it's strange. And strange. You don't even know how you feel. It's adorable. It's nice to see that humans never change. They had to have. They had to have really pushed him to get that take because you can just hear the like him really getting into it. Finally, I yeah, I feel like. There's videos of, like, Lynn learning it, and there's, like, recordings of him being like, I'm writing this for The Rock, who is this WWE person who is the biggest personality in the world, so I'm just gonna make it, like, as big and boisterous as possible. And then, I think there's videos of, like, The Rock singing it early on, and just being, like, visibly nervous. Yeah. It's like, can you imagine The Rock being nervous? Definitely. Oh, I can't. I mean, I can imagine it, but I can't, like... I can imagine The Rock going into record of Lin-Manuel Miranda and being like oh man I am out of my depth because <laughs> like at the end of the day you know we think about The Rock as this wrestler this big like meaty personality but like he's a children's entertainer that's what wrestling is yeah like The Rock loves kids wants to make kids happy probably has like a child in his life that was like alright dad don't mess this up <laughs> you can't mess up Maui you can't that's mess up rule. Disney dad I love listening to the demos from this movie the of, of Lynn doing the demos because they're on Spotify oh I know and I love the best thing about them of anything Lynn when he's not like physically on stage or on like a recorded performance is that he's like so bad at singing oh yeah for sure I mean, he's bad at singing Hamilton, too, but... I, it's growing on me a lot, but... It's, it is yet to grow on me. It is the biggest barrier for me and Hamilton. Oh, you'll, you'll learn to love it. Um, I love In the Heights, is the thing. I don't, like, I don't get it. But <laughs> I'm very know, sad like, that, the, that In the Heights is delayed. Oh, I am also. What a tragedy. Uh, but, like, listening to Lynn do the demo for Where You Are and do, like, all of the voices, all the harmonies, and the grandmother and everything, it's great. But I love that he puts them out like bad you know yeah, what I'm it's on spotify like, it's like you could tell he was sitting there with a garage band right and like a voice memos app yeah and I, I i really like that he does that because he doesn't do like multiple takes he's just like i just need to get it out of my head and onto the garage band yeah and from there we can tweak it and we can get christopher jackson to sing it and it'll be great which he is great yeah that dude is an underrated treasure in this movie i wouldn't call him underrated i was glad that lynn let somebody else do it because he you know there was a conversation where we we're like lynn do you want to be the dad i don't think there was because I like he even ha he literally has the Korg voice. Like he is like a deeper version of the Korg voice. Who Lynn or yeah. Christopher Jackson? Christopher Jackson. I mean, and not you, when he was Washington. Christopher Jackson, Washington. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. He's George Washington. Hamilton. He's the dad in this movie, right? Yeah, he's yeah. Hamilton's dad. You know, there was a conversation where they were like, "Lynn, do you just want to do it?" I he was like, "No, come on, guys." I think the fact that he does do the last song though, he does the first version that, too. It's not. It's not in English. Does he do that? The the we know the way. That one. It's it's that's in English. Yeah, that's Lynn. Manuel Miranda. And I love Lynn. <laughs> Should go listen to that song again because it's definitely him and it's definitely in English. You're right. I know I am. Cause I'm gonna need that boat. <laughs> Have you seen Music. the video of the like the dude that just describes what Maui's doing during that song instead of singing the words? No. Hang on. I gotta send this to you real quick. Oh, you're right. That's definitely Lynn. Yeah, nobody else that could be. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. I'm gonna send you a video real quick. Where the dude just like narrates everything that Maui's doing during the scene but sings it instead of the lyrics. It's pretty funny. Here, hang on. I'm Skyping yes link and I'll quietly sit while you watch a YouTube video. It's great podcasting. Excellent. A plus podcasting. That term makes me nauseous. Reverse Jesus. <laughs> Reverse Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's also, like, not just reverse Jesus. They did that to Jesus at first, you know. Yeah, but Maui is saying that he is Jesus. Right. I love that he argues with the... Ta did you see my tweet earlier? No, I didn't. Where I said that it was... Uh 
a tragedy that Robin Williams died too soon to Oh yes I did. To film a Pixar or a Disney short where he voices Maui's tattoo. I think Robin Williams would just be Maui. No, I just want like a five minute short of Maui talking to his peck. And the peck is Robin Williams. Can you do a Robin Williams? Not really. There's a lot of, it's not as much face as care. No. I'm doing a lot of face. You can't. And I can't do can't like, I definitely can't face. do like a genie. I can't even think what the genie sounds like. Never had a friend like me. That's what I got. That's my, my Williams. Wow. That's my Wilson. <laughs> Wilson. Wow. <laughs> wow. You gotta find your inner Ness. That's Yumi and Dupree. We're back to Yumi and Dupree. This is a Yumi and Dupree fan cast. I, you, you know, find your Lanceness. I don't think I could even tell you what that movie's about, let alone that I've seen it. Okay, so Yumi and Dupree, I'll recap the whole thing. Yumi and Dupree is Woof. about this like one buff dude, right? He's like, whoa. And he was like a bachelor, but then he marries this girl, and like his best man is Dupree. And Dupree is like, hey, I've fallen on hard times. Can I come live with you? But Dupree's like between jobs all the time, and, and the big buff man guy is not, right? He's got this like great developer job working for his wife's dad. Uh, and he keeps, like, the wife's dad keeps being like, oh, it's the family business, but it's not really the business, right? He's just trying to screw it. Uh, and then all the while that's going on, Dupree is like helping out around the house because he didn't have a job, but like he's like super helpful and he's like but he's also not at the same time like everything he does fails so like like he's like hey can i have a girl over for this date and they're like sure and then like he puts candles out and like burns the house down right like uh, <laughs> what dupree uh, uh, dupree <laughs> but like they get really really mad and then the husband thinks that dupree is sleeping with the wife but of course he's not because all he cares about is being his friend's friend but like dupree is just like a sad sack hey it's an excellent film and the whole time he's obsessed with lance armstrong's book it's not about the bike which is just uh chef's kiss <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> You mean Dupree? I know the only thing I know about you mean Dupree is that in Taz Balance, Justin turns Taco into a T Rex named Dupree that wears a top hat. I don't remember that. It's at the end of the Suffering Game. So it's suffering like, Game. It's like Excellent. right before they go into the thing you hate. I I think after you listen to the finale, you you stop disliking the Stolen, Stolen Century. Century yeah, up. yeah, because it plays so much into it. But I also feel like Griffin was just like, I didn't really have this together for the first three parts, so it's gonna put a whole lot of backstory in here. Yeah, but at the same time, you listen to it a second time and you hear them like and this is this is what i love about taz is like the way griffin's brain works and you go and you finish the arc and then we go back and listen to it like episode three justin like brings characters to life that end up being important griffin's like okay whatever this random person that ends up being like a huge deal it's the same way in amnesty yeah, but don't don't give Barry Blue Jeans that much credit. Barry Blue Jeans is my biggest problem with balance. I'm not even talking about Barry Blue Jeans. It's so much other stuff. It's like it's like when you go back and watch, listen to Harry Potter the second time, and you realize that nearly headless Nick breaks the vanishing cabinet at the beginning of book two. Yes, it is like that. It's like that where you you hear the stuff and you're like, that's where that came from. Clark. Cla exactly. It's Clark. It's not just Clark. There's a plenty of things. Amnesty's even crazier about it. I haven't been able to get through it. I, I'm sure I will. I know that I will like it. It's just a it's a it's a barrier. I gotta get through it. I, I mean I, I you, it's also totally valid to not like it. Like it is it is different. It is not technically as good. I think I see value in Monsters of the Week over D D. I see why people would prefer it. And it does give Griffin a lot more, which I feel like is important. And so I think that what they weren't expect I don't know how we keep coming back to this freaking Taz stuff. I don't want to talk about Taz too much because 
this is Moana podcast. Because people watch Moana. Not you're the one that came in like this is exactly like Monster of the Week. It is, and you only know that that game exists because of Taz. That's not true. I know it exists because you guys play it. Well, we only know it exists because of Taz. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure the people that make that game were pretty stoked when Griffin was like, "Yeah, we want to use your system." Yeah, I'm sure they were like, "Okay." (laughs) Uh, I'll tell you, the existence of Monsters of the Week has made me appreciate a lot of media that I didn't before. Like it now has a name that I didn't know that it had. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, a lot of network television is just Monsters of the Week. It's just Monster. Just singular Monster. Okay, Monster of the Week. Yeah. But it's just, it's not called Buffy the Vampire yeah. Slayer. It's called House. Or it's called CSI. It's still, like, irrelevant villain for one episode. But the character arcs carry through. I don't know anything about CSI, but... I don't know. Uh, what's the one we watch? Law and Order. Law and Order, I would disagree. Law and Order, I don't think... Like, the, the you can watch any episode of Law and Order and everything will make sense and there's no plot that, like, continues. Okay, what about House? House there is. Like, there, House tells a story while it's telling the story. Yeah, I love House. What show did I think was going to be like House and then wasn't? Oh, there was something I turned on and I was like, I'm ready for this. And then it, it wasn't that. Oh, oh it's going to kill me. I don't know. Like, all the Arrowverse shows are, are Monster of the Week. Yeah, 100%. That's how comic books were. Yeah, makes you want to watch Arrow again. Man, I love that show. But yeah, I mean, Monster of the Week, the game system is definitely straight up, like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer based. Have you watched Buffy? No, not at all. Not a single episode. Do you have any desire... No, none. You know, I'm in the same boat, but I feel like I'm supposed to have a desire to De- watch it. Absolutely true. Yeah, 100%. I feel like it's that thing. Like, it's the same way with, like, Star Trek. Same thing with Star Trek. It was how I felt about Doctor Who before I watched Doctor Who. Um, yeah, but from, like, a different... I feel that pressure from, like, a different group. Yes. You know what I mean? It's the same thing with, like, people come to me all the time. They're like, what do you mean you haven't seen Twin Peaks? I'm like, I just haven't. I, I don't even know what that... I've never heard of it. Is that a show? It's a TV show. Yeah. I've never heard of it. It's like... It's one of those cult classic shows like Firefly. Like, it got, like, two seasons in a movie. Firefly. It's like Firefly. Uh, but people are like, you would love Twin Peaks. And I'm like, I'm sure I would. 800 people have told me this. I just... I can't watch it. Why do you feel like you can't watch it? Like, you can't turn it on? Yeah, I just can't turn you- it on. I just can't. I don't I can't make myself turn it on. I tried it one time and then I was like, even the Netflix version looks like it's played through a VCR. And I was like, I can't do this. I feel like I'm going to have that same problem with Buffy. It's like it's it's in f- four, three aspect ratio in 2020. It's <laughs> just unacceptable. What is Buffy? I think my problem with Buffy is that like I'm thinking well, Buffy is Twilight. a girl that slays vampires. I get that. I'm I'm thank you. You've oh, I didn't realize there were vampires involved. Let yeah. me go. Let me go bust out my VHS. It's like Sabrina the Teenage Witch if she was a badass that fought vampires. But is she like is it really that cool? I have no idea. I'm sure it is. People love it. I mean, yeah, she, she's apparently that cool. Do you she's know like, what happens do you know what happens when you go to podcasting conventions? I know you do, but I, I want you to play it out like you don't so that I can tell this. No, story. what happens at podcasting conventions, Tyler? You meet certain type of podcasters. You meet like super intelligent history podcasters. You meet people who do movie shows like us, although astonishingly fewer than you would think. Uh, you meet true crime people. Oh my God, do you meet true crime people, Ethan? Yeah, definitely. You meet true crime people. True crime people love Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Twin Peaks. Do you know what else you meet? You meet I Make a Buffy the Slam vampire slayer podcast podcast yeah like i make a serial buffy the vampire slayer podcast is that what we call it because serial is the wrong word i wrote like an episodic like a i just had to come to grips with which one it is because i just registered late to the party as the one that matters which order you play it in but i don't know what the difference is but they, like they like like you meet multiple people who watch buffy and you meet people with buffy tattoos yeah, hundred percent. But that is a part of like there. There's a Venn diagram. There's a many-sided Venn diagram of like nerd culture, and you know we all meet in the middle. But like there are people that come to the thing that I come to. Like there are people that also love the Adventure Zone that are big Buffy the Vampire Slayer fans that come to it that way. 
Yes. But you know what? None of us are true crime people, except for the Buffy people. I mean, there are definitely people that are true crime people. <laughs> I don't get the true crime thing at all. I really don't. The fact I, that I, none of the McElroys have a true crime podcast is shocking to me. I think it's it's appropriate. I think it's I think it's intentional. It's this isn't our realm. Like just but like not even any of the spouses or the sisters or anything. Just none of them. Nobody associated with that family has a true crime podcast, and it's shocking to me. Nobody's got. It's about dang wine. About dang crime. <laughs> it's about dang crime. It's just such a good name. <laughs> Is that a podcast already? Well, it's not dang, but I'm not about I'm not damn crime. Yeah. That is a good true crime podcast name. That's so good. Uh, I also, you also meet people who uh, have wine podcasts. Yeah. That I can get more on board with. I, I couldn't. Uh-uh. I'd throw up every week. Wine. Uh-uh. Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't make one. Yeah. I would. I would not like, want to. Because wine? I would. T- that's the thing is like, do you have to have a casual to make a podcast that involves you drinking alcohol you have to have such a casual relationship with that podcast or a casual relationship with drinking i mean yeah but like like i couldn't like if a prerequisite to you know bacon and eggs was that we had to be a little tipsy when we recorded like had to be like that was part of the part of the show magic it would ruin my life if not not it currently is yeah if okay i said if if it was if it was like if we decided day one is like ah we're gonna get a little schwasty before we record bacon and eggs just to you know loosen up a little bit every time we'd be two and a half years down the road and i would have a drinking problem (laughs) because yeah it would compound it would get to the point where it's like well i had the first episode i had half of a mick ultra and i was set this week i had three shots of jameson and i could drive that's the thing you couldn't take the you couldn't take the podcast too seriously to the point where you're like i want to make this into a thing because the more you do it and the more you take it seriously the more you have to drink yeah i wouldn't like that it was like markiplier used to do a series called drunk minecraft where he would get hammered and built in minecraft and he had to like he had to like give it up have you told you about my uh my drinking pokemon show that i want to do dizzy punch (laughs) nice that's a great name yeah where you get drunk and play pokemon yeah but the problem is i don't want to make that at all yeah exactly yeah markiplier was like hey guys gotta stop uh doing drunk minecraft because it's ruining my life (laughs) it's it's very, but, but you know who does, uh, Hannah Hart did that, right? That's how she got famous was My Drunk Kitchen. Yeah. Although I guess now she has a podcast about mental health. So, you know, who knows? But Maybe also like, seen that coming. also like that's a uh, yeah, 10 minute YouTube video. Yeah. It's not a two hour conversation. You could like, you could, you could accidentally get drunk and be like, it's time to record. Not accidentally get drunk. You could be hanging out and drinking and be like, oh, let's do a video right now. Let's make some shrimp curry. <laughs> You know, oh, I'm man. actually really proud of myself for that Dizzy Punch thing. It might be like a once monthly kind of thing, but I might have to do it. <laughs> Is it going to be a podcast? No, that would be the worst podcast ever. Where you like describe yourself <laughs> playing Pokemon? I No, here's what it is. It's called Dizzy Punch. And what it is, is I'm voice acting Pokemon all the way through. Like every bit of dialogue. And then you can use that as you play. So like the first thing would be like, ah, red, red. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm on, I'm on the third game. What's the third game's character? You know what? I always go by Peaches in these games anyway peaches peaches your dad is on tv in rustboro ah shoot must have just missed them it's may and somebody else i don't remember the dude's name brendan no idea one of them's name is ethan oh it might be him it might be him i remember this was a quiz that we did yes one of them is named ethan i know this <laughs> it might be that one gen it 3 is... is still my favorite gen for sure gen 3 by far yeah gen 3 best gen uh it is even even through sun moon i haven't finished the new one at all not sun moon sword shield yeah i haven't i haven't i got halfway through it 
I well, think you got halfway through the first half of it, probably. Sure. I got six, maybe five gym badges, five gym badges. And I was like, I got to go do something. I just never picked it back up. <laughs> I know that feel. That's happened to me many a times in Pokemon. Uh, let's let's uh, let's wrap bacon and eggs and then let's record our first episode of Dizzy Pilot. Pilot Punch. <laughs> okay. Pilot. Pilot Sauce. Pilot Sauce. <laughs> You just said pilot sauce twice, once confidently. <laughs> yes. That's the new name of our hash brown series about pilots. Is pilot sauce. Yeah, but it might not always be pilots. <laughs> Why is it pilot sauce? It just sounds right. It doesn't sound right in any way whatsoever. The Pilodcast, the world's worst portmanteau. J.J. <laughs> Abrams' college roommate is the name of it. J.J. Abrams' college roommate. Because he's the pilot. He is the pilot. Okay. That guy whose name I do not know, I only know him as Matt Parkman from Heroes. Oh, dude, the Heroes pilot. I can't wait for this. Okay. For when we cover the Heroes pilot? (laughs) Yeah, save the cheerleader, save save the world. Save the world. Zachary Quinto being creepy as fuck. Nissan Versa. Hiro Nakamura, man. What a guy. His name was Hero. How on the nose could you be? Pretty on the nose. But let me, let's let's get down to business to uh, wrap this episode of Bacon and Eggs. So... Moana as a breakfast food. I feel like Pua and Hey Hey. It's bacon and eggs, baby. Ha ha. Okay, up game. <laughs> That's all I got. That's the best joke I've got here. I'll take that joke. Where does this go on the grande board? Oh, God, I don't know. I might have to have you look at it. I can't. This is the most stressful part of my week. I don't know if you knew that about myself. Is when you have to look at the big board? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Is it because it's so poorly organized and Zombieland is still on here twice? Yeah, (laughs) all of the above. And it's written as Hoaxu Pocus? That's how you pronounce it. Also, I want you to know I recorded this podcast without the charger in my laptop. Okay. Was that a criminal offense? I mean, no. No matter how many times you tell me about it, I'm not going to care that you're recording on your laptop. Like, it doesn't make a difference to me how many laptops you have. This is my regular one, so... The one I do everything on. It is sitting on my work laptop. You have a perfectly good desktop that is I know. wasting space. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I got to figure out what I want to do with it. Why don't you just use it? Honestly, because because I'm working from home and my work laptop, just like the spot for the HDMI port is in the exact same spot on both computers. That when I close the work laptop and set my personal laptop on top of it, I can just move the HDMI cable up and then it's, it's right there. And that is why I'm using my laptop last week and this week. I never, it's not just last week and this week either. You try to find reasons to use it all the time and you have for months now. I never, I've literally never plugged a laptop into my monitor here in this, this monitor that I have. Not once. Oh. I wouldn't be able to work from home without it. I just, I have I a mean, desktop. If I'm going to sit at my desk, I'm going to use my desktop and if we get sit somewhere else i'm gonna use my macbook because if here's the thing and and this would be a different if i had a different laptop but i have a macbook pro so if i plug my macbook into the 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 monitor that i have here it gets bigger and worse (laughs) that is not the case with these because like i have the retina display for which i would pay a lot of money but not what apple wants for it to have like a retina display monitor because your options are buy an imac or spend seven thousand dollars well ethan come on cough up the dough i'm not spending seven thousand dollars on a uh on one of those pro mac displays and i'm Don't also think not of it as spending think of it as an investment i'm also not buying an imac when i have a perfectly good macbook pro that will be as powerful if not more powerful than the imac that i can afford though i'm almost certain that it's more powerful anyway 
What's uh? Where big does, board. Big board. Okay. From the top, we have. Oh God, that's the script. Where did it go? I think I opened it and immediately closed it. I've got. I've got it. Okay, we got Parasite, and then Star Wars, and then Knives Out, and then Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle, and then Klaus, and then Hidden Figures, and then Little Women, and then Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and then Frozen Two, and then Coco, and then Onward, and then Jumanji Two, and then Ten Things I Hate About You, and then Jumanji, and then Zombieland, and then Zombieland, and then Birds of Prey, and then Ghostbusters 2016, and then Ghostbusters Two, and then She's the Man, and then Hocus Pocus. OG okay, Ghostbusters so- is not on this list. <laughs> okay, so let's do that. <laughs> Ghostbusters can go under Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, right? It is not better than Frozen 2. Okay. Uh, below, or above Jumanji 2? I mean, I would say Ghostbusters is better than Onward and Coco, but not Frozen 2. <laughs> but sure. I, no, I, I think that's a fair assessment. And then let's go ahead and move Jumanji down below Onward. Okay, that that I feel better about that. It's gonna make just our lives a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that you put uh, I don't know where does this go? Do you like this or Onward better? I like Onward better than this, honestly. I think I probably do as well. Okay, so Onward goes here, and then Moana goes here. Well, I was gonna say, do you want to put Moana in between Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle and Jumanji Two, which is Did a confu- just a confusing way to put Jumanji Two. Yeah, that's Jumanji, Jumanji the next level. Yeah, I say we put Moana there. Okay, that's fine with me. You know what I'm saying? I, I know you're saying, dude. Because I know you love Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. We cannot both be trying to edit this at the same time. Because <laughs> we just messed it up badly. Oh, we did. You're right. Oh, rats. All right. I'm going ma- to make this change real quick. Okay. I won't touch it. Okay. That feels good. I feel good about that. We're going to have to find something to slot in between Coco and Onward. Actually, I'm going to make a bold move here while we're moving shit. I'm just going to change those two things real quick. Oh. <gasps> How dare you? You said it was your favorite movie of all time. Yeah, I do love it a lot. Okay. We need to, I, I know that we know this, but I'm just going to... Okay, we need numbers, and they can't all be three. <laughs> I still think we're missing something here, because Zombieland is on here twice. Okay, uh, let's let's take a minute and do maintenance. Okay, so starting with, How do what I, do we start with? Hocus on. Pocus? I'm trying to, I have to log out of trying to go to find our, our catalog of episodes. Oh, I've got it right here. Do you? Yep. Okay, then I'll uh, start. So just read read everything we've done th- in year three. Well, that starts with... Um, she's the man. She's the man. Okay, okay, so she's the man. Yep. Ten Things I Hate About You. Accounted for. Zombieland. Yep. Hocus Pocus. Yep. Coco. Yep. Jumanji. OG Jumanji. Yes. OG Jumanji. Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. On here. Frozen 2. On here. Klaus. Got it. Uh, question. The Holiday, is that our Christmas special? No, that, it's not. No, it was not. But it's not on here. Does it go with the Christmas movies, though? I don't know why we, we wouldn't just do, read it. Yeah, we didn't really we do that didn't this year. Do Christmas movies. We did the Christmas Spectacular and Business and Big News, which was the Bacon and WBNA announcement. Then yeah, let's rank the holiday. Okay, uh, it's pretty low on this list. Yeah, better than Zombieland, better than Jumanji, not better than Ten Things I Hate About You. That sounds good. Insert row. Oh, that worked so well. Thank goodness. Uh, isn't that the best? The holiday. Okay, what's next? Star Wars. Yep. Jumanji: The Next Level. Yep. Little Women. Little Women. Got it. It's on there. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters Two. Yeah, all those are on here. Okay. Tarzan. Not on here. Okay. Okay, it's going to go right here below She's the Man. Right above Parasite. (laughs) Not a chance in hell. Um, No, I think that Tarzan probably goes in this uh, sort of that same spot as The Holiday, for me anyway. Maybe below Jumanji 1996. Yeah, I'll put it below Jumanji 1996, so I have to put it somewhere. Oh, you remember when we saw Birds of Prey and it wasn't that good? Yes. What else? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yep. Parasite. Yep. Birds of Prey. Yep. Hidden Figures. It's on here. Chris Robin. Not on here. Oh, man. How did that one not make it on there? Because we're bad at this. <laughs> we're really bad at this. All right, Christopher, Christopher Robin, Robin is better than Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. It's not better than Coco. I would disagree, but okay. That's where I would push, and that's definitely not better than Onward. I was going to say between Coco and Onward, but I love that movie a lot. I do, too. No doubt about that. And then Onward, Knives Out, and that's it. Cool. And then Moana. Yeah. And then Moana. All right. Cool. 
25 movies. Oh my god, we're like right at six months in. Looks like it. Who'd have thought? This list still looks so short to me. I know. Because we usually go like, oh, we're going to do one, and then 52, we're going to put Venom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, cool. Um, well, this has been Bacon and Eggs. Uh, we are a proud member of the wb Network, and for more information or wb shows, or to join the super shoutouts, you can head to WBNE.org right now, and we're going to have a promo for the newest wb show, Late to the Party. In a world not unlike our own. It is a balmy 80 degrees in Miami, Florida. I'm chaotic neutral tiefling monk. I don't recall there being tieflings in Miami. Now you know the hammer toss isn't an actual hammer, right? It is in this universe. Okay. No, it's a, it's a big old it's a big old hammer. It's a big old sledgehammer. <laughs> Where magic and monsters run rampant. Kind of looks like a bug monster. Oh, Jordan has showed us a diagram of, I think, Red Eyes Black Dragon from yeah. the Yu Gi Oh! Oh my god. Uh, well, I speak infernal, so I'm going to ask it what the heck it is. A real estate agent. Lily Davis, who sells real estate by day. A football coach. I love you. Don't touch my flowers. A failed actor. I am a former Broadway star. And a teenager. Sunny days, a student in college, crazy, right? Must save the world. And you're waving your clipboard back and forth, and... Do I feel my clipboard connect with something? Yes. Coming March 23rd to WBNE. Late to the party. Cool. And in a world not unlike our own. Do I sound just like the guy that does the voice? That was me. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pitched down slightly and echoed. No no way. Yeah. No. Yeah. You don't mean. I do mean. I didn't just cool. say it six times. <laughs> I think I got, I think I got. Yeah, you probably did. I thought about getting Casey to record it. Oh, that would have been fun, but you'd have to call him every week. Yeah, to do my intros. Yeah. I don't know that I'm going to keep doing that every week, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I don't know what it looks like yet. It's a, it's a thing. I haven't come up with theme music yet. Hey, take your time. Do what you got to do. I got a theme music guy if you need a theme music guy. His name's Andrew Scott Bell. He does the music for this show. We have a graphics guy if you need a graphics guy. His name is Vaishon Brandon, graphite.vmb. And if you want to get in touch with Ethan or I, all the links to contact us are going to be in the description down below. Best way is going to be either DMing us or shooting us an email to bacon.eggsmedia at gmail.com. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's going to be it. Yeah. I think we're good to go. Week. Anyway. I've been Ethan Edgehill, he's been Tyler Carlin, and until next week, arrivederci. Hey!